Let me ask you something. When you look at the stars, what do you see? Of course, lights traveling from millions of light years away, and often from balls of gas that burned out millions of years ago, that are just now arriving here. So that's not what I mean. What I mean is, what do you see? People have been looking at the stars and wondering as long as there have been, well, people. It's why there are stars etched into the walls of caves from our ancestors, in pyramids and even bones. It's why you know what I'm talking about when I say something like the Big Dipper and the North Star. It's not enough to just see the stars. We see more. A crab, an archer. We connect the dots. And you probably know constellations like, let's say, Orion or Capricorn. But you might not have considered the fact that a lot of different cultures saw their own unique constellations. We all see the same stars, but we're all seeing different things, right? I mean, the Phoenicians, the Babylonians, ancient China, Egypt, they all looked at the exact same stars, but they saw different things. They pulled different images and took different meanings. But just connecting those glowing dots is not enough. We go deeper than that. What does it all mean? The ancients saw gods, goddesses. Astrologists see hints and messages of the future. Even as the Hubble telescope goes further and further into space, giving the stars their very own close-up, we still wonder. We may all draw different lines or pictures, but there's also this universal consistency to them. People have been using stars to navigate the oceans, using what they call celestial navigation. In fact, the U.S. Navy recently started retraining sailors to navigate by stars in case our modern GPS systems fail us. What we're trying to say here is that we all see stars. And even though there's an order in a system, we still look for images, for stories, for meaning, and inspiration in a way that shows that we are connected, that we matter. So it's no wonder that we use stars in our art and our public spaces. From the caveman's wall to starry night and Jiminy Cricket. When you wish upon a star Make no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come to you But also on flags. Maybe you haven't thought about it this much. Obviously, there's the stars and stripes. But picture in your head, or even just Google it, the Australian flag. Ghana, China, Turkey, even Japan, with the rising sun. They all have different colors and different designs, but they all use stars. Let me call another flag up to your mind's eye. Picture this. Two blue bars, crossing diagonally over a sea of red, with 13 white stars cascading over the bars. The Confederate battle flag. Or the flag of the Army of Northern Virginia. It's been in the news a lot lately. The debate over the flag was touched off by last week's deadly shooting at an historic black church in South Carolina. Hundreds of white nationalists from across the country descended upon the University of Virginia's campus. It was a weekend of street battles and stark displays of racism, exploding into a deadly act of domestic terror. Following the Charleston massacre, there are growing calls to bring down the Confederate flag that you see over my shoulder at the state capitol. Opponents say the Confederate flag has become a rallying symbol for racism. Supporters say it represents the South's history and heritage. A lot of ex-Confederate states used to incorporate this emblem into their official state flag. But almost all of them have changed. All but one. 
Mississippi, our home state. For me, I was born in Mississippi, and I've lived here almost my entire life. And I'm a white guy, and my family has been here for generations. And while my immediate family never really flew the flag, seeing that Confederate emblem has been a fact of life for as long as I can remember. At schools, the DMV, churches, hospitals, when I look at that emblem, it looks exactly the same to me as it does anyone else. The stars, the colors, the cross. And yet, even if it looks the same, not everyone sees the same thing. Some see a public affirmation of their heritage, a pre-defeated Mississippi, or support of the University of Mississippi's football team, perhaps an enshrinement of history. But for many, the emblem is a symbol of white supremacy, a reminder of the terror against Jewish, Catholic, and especially Black Mississippians. In fact, now, it's not just the Confederate flag that white nationalist groups are using. They're actually flying the Mississippi state flag, too. In the wake of these recent atrocities, there are people here in the state of Mississippi that are asking the question, how did we get here? But also, and probably even more importantly, how can we change? Some elected officials have already come forward to express their support for changing the flag. The debate over whether to remove the Confederate flag from government ground is spreading to Mississippi. The state's House Speaker, Philip Gunn, released a statement Monday calling for the flag to come down, saying, quote, We must always remember our past, but that does not mean we must let it define us. As a Christian, I believe our state's flag has become a point of offense that needs to be removed. We need to begin having conversations about changing Mississippi's flag. Democrats and Republicans speaking out against that flag, including Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker. He's a Republican. I don't think our current flag is unifying, and, and I think it's time to put it in a museum and, and work toward a, a flag that's a symbol of unity for all Mississippians. Uh, the Speaker of the House uh, in Mississippi said the same thing. Senator Cochran uh, also agrees with that point of view. So maybe we're, we're beginning a, a conversation that will lead to a more unifying state flag. But no action has moved forward. Governor Phil Bryant, Mississippi's second-term governor, who enjoys one of the highest approval ratings in America, won't take a position. Instead, he's issued statements deferring back to a 2001 ballot measure that actually made Mississippi's flag official instead of adopting a different design. That said... Since 2001, there have been many other efforts to change the flag, including a recent lawsuit that was brought up against Governor Bryant. In any event, there are people struggling around the country with how to deal with Confederate iconography in the form of statues, dedications, and yes, flags. But what has been a national conversation is one that's existed here in state for quite some time, and it's caused every citizen of Mississippi to contemplate... What does our flag mean? There is no hierarchy. purpose of the flag, the display, what is it supposed to represent? Your Honor, I certainly cannot speak uh, on behalf of the, the governor uh, what it's supposed to represent. I can say it is a, it is a symbol that, and Judge Reeves, in his, his opinion, has been a, in a, a, a very uh, well-written opinion discussing the history of it. Um, but what is it supposed to represent? I think... Um, it means different things to different people, um, is what I'm prepared to say. Um, that quote right there, that's what Governor Bryant's attorney said months before the violence in Charlottesville. And maybe that's just always a hard question to answer about any symbol. 
But what about the question, what should the flag mean? Judge James Graves put that question to the governor's lawyer as well. And, and, Mr. and he said, if, if, we, if we have to remove the flag, why don't we have to then rename all those buildings? Um, but that's the problem here is, is what symbols. Um, but isn't a flag at least in part supposed to represent the people? So the Mississippi flag should represent the people of the state of Mississippi. You agree, disagree, or? I agree that the flag represents um, the, the flag is an embodiment of what the, uh, has evolved over a period of time and different people ascribe different meanings to it. Different people, whether they be African American well, or non-African American, object to. You're telling me what meanings people ascribe to it. I'm asking you whether or not it is supposed to represent the people of the state of Mississippi. Is that what it's supposed to do? Your Honor, here today on behalf of the governor, I cannot speak to what the flag is supposed to mean because I do think the answer is it means different things to different people. And just as Mr. I've lived here long enough, and I'm just not that naive. I don't think that we'll ever just all agree on an answer. But even if we can't, shouldn't a flag be a symbol that unites us? Isn't that why we say rally around the flag? Isn't that why flags are used on ships on the battlefield, so we know who's on our side? In my dear Mississippi, we call ourselves the hospitality state after all, and for good reason. Manners, service, values, they all unite us here. It's why Mississippi, despite the poverty suffered by so many, is one of the most charitable states in America. It's who we are. It's who we aspire to be. So maybe, just maybe, we can change our flag to one that all of us can take pride in and see as a symbol for the entirety of Mississippi. That's what this podcast is all about. When we first sat down and thought about this podcast, it was several months before Charlottesville. In fact, our first idea was basically telling the story, or maybe even better yet, asking the question, how do we change our state flag? Is it about changing ourselves? And who are the players? Who's doing this? Who's making it happen? But the more we dug in, the more it became clear that we've got to explore why symbols even matter in the first place. And what's the story behind our flag? If the argument that keeps getting brought up is this heritage versus hate, what is the heritage of Mississippi? What is the hate of Mississippi? Because we've got to know where we've been to know how we move forward. Mapping the constellations, so to speak. So with that in mind, we assembled a team. We brought some local folks together. Artists. Musicians. Filmmakers. Voices. Writers. This is a Mississippi-produced podcast. This is by people that are here, that are impacted by the decisions that Mississippi makes. This isn't about outside pressure. And it's not even about what's going on in the nation as a whole. But that certainly plays a part. This isn't a podcast about the Confederacy. It's not even a podcast about the history of Mississippi. It's a podcast about a flag. How it got to be the way it is. What the symbols mean. What they have meant for different people. Why they were established. Where they've taken us. And where we can go next. My name is Bo York. And I'm Shalise Hall. And this is Red Flag. Welcome to Mississippi.
Red Flag is produced by Pottery Studios and hosted by Bo York and Shalise Hall. Our music is by Clouds and Crayons, with additional music provided by Lokai and Tiffany. Album art by Tyler Tadlock. This episode was written by H.P. Stewart. Transcriptions by Daisy Stackpole. Special thanks to advising producers Roderick Red and Derek Russell. Be sure to see our show notes for additional credits and links to the stories referenced in this episode. If you want to learn more about how you can support the creation of this podcast, please visit redflagpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at redflagpod. 